0: Play is everywhere in California, so take some well deserved play time off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.
2: Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: But I always liked calling you Shun because I feel about nicknames when I love someone that, oh, I'm on the inside. I I have the inside scoop. If you love him and and you're in, if you're in the cool kids group, you get to call him Shun.
1: Right, but you created your own nickname and all of a sudden I became chocolate bear. Sea bear Sea
0: Bear. Sea Bear. Does anyone Ground else from Bear? Does anyone else from Scrubs uh, ever call you uh shoon? Did anyone else call Yeah, uh, Bill does. Bill Lawrence calls you shoon. Yeah. So. I can't picture Sarah ever saying shoon. No. But Bill all oh, Bill to this day still does. Well, you know, you
1: and Bill probably have spent more time with my family than anyone else in the, in the cast. You know what I mean.
0: And I remember when you you and your brother set up a little sound studio in your house once, and you called it Audio. Sh- what did you call it? Audio Shun. Audio Shun.
1: Audio <laughs> yeah. Shun.
0: I bet you wish you had that audio booth right now. I do wish I had that audio. Because now Only you're prob- in your yeah, I do.
1: I do. That would be awesome. That would be
0: awesome. Audio Shun.
4: Anyway, we should get into the. Into did you the show. count us in, Donald? I you did. Five, right? six, five, six. Here's some stories about a show we made. About a bunch of docs and nurses and a Canada who love the hate. I said, here's a story.
0: You know, we're getting a lot of love on our theme song, and it makes... Ooh, before we forget, would you mind just laying down a mm-hmm? Because we never got it, and I think the song at the very end should have you doing that.
1: So, well, we got to get the key and all of that stuff, and... Then just do sound. a temporary
0: one, and Dan will lay it on for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gonna be all out, right. It's going to be out of key. It might be out of key, oh. but Dan...
1: Will I you, like that one right. better. The hum.
0: No, so Dan, now I want you. What I want you to do in the edit is replay the theme song now with the addition of Donald's. <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: Here's some stories about a show we made about a bunch of doctors and nurses and a.
0: Donald, this is a very special episode of Scrubs because it has so much in it, and it has your favorite thing in the world, which is... Go ahead. Star Wars. Holy shit. I got so excited about two things. Go ahead. One, when I realized it was the ass
1: pin episode, yeah, so much I in the,
0: jumped for joy. So much in this episode. The ass box.
1: Right. The ass box. The things that people have actually stuck up their butt. You know, you might think that those were fake. Well, some of them were fake, but... The problem with the light bulb when you stick it up your butt is you'll never get it out without breaking the light bulb. No,
0: that's a different episode, by the way, when when the light bulb is up someone's ass and Johnny C says uh, either this guy has a light bulb up his ass or his colon has a great idea.
4: <laughs>
1: I thought that was this episode,
0: but it's actually a different episode.
1: We went but, back to that room. That joke could be used again.
0: But I want you, the audience, to know that uh, this is a real thing we learned when we were making this, that hospitals have uh, – a collections of things they've pulled out of people who stick stuff in, in their assholes, right? Yeah. Um, ass, box yeah. ass box is a real
1: thing. And ass box is a real thing. Unfortunately, at Sacred Heart, there's no lost and found, but there's an ass box. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's something funny about the word ass. When you attach it to anything, you laugh. I laughed every time someone said ass box. I laughed when I think it was Judy said ass pin. Right. But not only that,
1: I laugh when people call... Other people, ass face. I think ass that's head. hilarious. I laugh ass every time head.
0: someone says ass head or ass face. <laughs> Asshole. Those are, those are funny words. Yeah, ass next to anything. <laughs> I'm wearing these big rain boots today, Donald. I want to show you. Let me see. What are you doing? Are you gardening? Well, it's, it's pissing rain in, in Los Angeles. and You
1: uh, are British now. Well, yeah,
0: and, and the British is wearing off on me. I, I should say the British is contagious because I'm, I'm wearing like my big gardening boots. <laughs> And we have a you puppy. You should be like in Peter in the Peter Rabbit movie. We have a puppy, so I have to be out in the rain uh, trying to potty train a puppy. And these are my puppy training rain boots. All right. Let's get into this episode. Now dude. wait, before we do, I, <laughs> when I was on the phone with you and Casey. And I'm sorry to the audience. I know I told you that I was going to refrain from talking to Donald because I wanted to save all our contact for for the <laughs> podcast. But Casey was chiming in on the speakerphone on your cell phone, and she said that you are not even letting the children walk around the block, Donald. I think you got to air those kids out.
1: You know, we go on walks every now and then. Like we've yeah, gone but on like two once a week.
0: down. yeah, that's not enough. I think as really? long as you. I mean, I'm not a parent, and I understand why you would be terrified. But I, I fear. Think, I know, bro. I think if you're nowhere near anyone, you can have the kids go around the block. I think that's you're allowed to do that. You got to air them out,
1: right? Unfortunately, it's been raining, so I haven't been able to do that. I I hear that message loud and clear.
0: Listen, I am. My kids have cabin fever for sure. I am in no position to give parenting advice, but I am. I am the godfather of these children, (laughs) and as godfather, I would like them to walk around the block once a fucking week. Wow.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Yes. Write that down you in know, your notes. Mm-hmm. Listen, they're my kids. I love that Casey was in the background, but like,
4: he won't even let them walk around the block.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we get into the episode?
1: I've been trying to do that for like I an know, hour. I know, but
0: I you know, there, there is a we do have a catch-up phase, Donald. There, okay se- section one is Zach and Donald catch up, and you're rushing just because you're so excited about Star Wars, you're I'm excited
1: r- about Star Wars, I'm excited about the Aspen. I'm excited about the, the title of the show, My Two Dads. I love that Craig Zisk directed this episode.
0: Craig Zisk uh, is a very fine, fine TV director, and this was his first episode for us, and also written by a, a writing team, Garrett Donald yes. and Neil Goldman, uh, two of our, our favorite writers. Some writers work in the writer's room as an individual, and some writers uh, are writing teams. And this is the first, uh, I think this is the only, am I correct, Donald, this was the only writing team for season one? I believe so. Um uh, and but also
1: not just that they went on to do other things. They came from Family Guy. Then mm-hmm. they uh started, then they did scrubs, they went yeah. on to community.
0: Yes. Uh they ran community. Know,
1: and then went on to do other projects after that. Like yes. these guys started, these guys start I would I would love to say humble beginnings, but wow, they started with Family Guy and then went right into scrubs and then after that community that's a string of hits to work on i would they know.
0: were very funny and they are yes. very funny and they were very different i always thought it was uh interesting that they were partners because they were uh the two of them were were, were just such different people yeah but wrote such
1: funny scripts
0: but yeah they were the perfect partnership this episode is jam-packed and has more fantasies than a lot of episodes Speaking
1: uh, of, speaking ahead. of that i used to get and i don't think i ever told you this But I used to get jealous, and it all comes to a head at the end of this episode. But you used to do some of the coolest fantasies throughout the show. You know what I mean? And this was the first time where a fantasy came up, and I ran up on Bill, and I was like, Bill, you got to put me in this fucking fantasy, man. You got to put me in this fantasy. It's Star Wars, dude. And I don't know if you know this, but I love Star Wars. He's like, well, who would you be? And I was like, oh, but just make me Han Solo. Just make me Han Solo and I'm there and it happens. And and he was like, all right, yeah, fine. And not only did well, he you put me, but you weren't originally in it. No, it was just you and uh, it was just JD, Cox, and Kelso.
0: Okay. And I'm and sure then, then Bill was like, him, and then Bill was probably like, oh, we got to add the others if we're going to add yeah,
1: Donald. Yeah, if we add Donald, we got to add everybody else, which created a great joke. You know what I mean? For Easy you, chewy and then yeah. fucking the
0: janitor. Her. For those of you who don't know this, and I'm, I'm guessing you're getting a sense, Donald Faison is the biggest Star Wars fan that I have ever met in, in my life. And Carrie uh, Brothers, too. No, you're by far the most. And Donald, you voice a character on what? Tell everyone. On uh, Star Wars Resistance, Hype Faison, the character was
1: named after me. Yep. Uh, Dave Filoni named the character after me. That's a big
0: deal for uh, me. Donald, uh, not Maybe only not that, for you all, but Donald's hobby uh, is uh, stop motion animation. And with Legos, he m- has made several uh, Star Wars animated Lego films that you can check out on YouTube, and they're called Black Stormtrooper.
1: Right. So I realize how my stop motion. Uh how I got into stop motion and it was because of star Wars. I always thought that it was the, uh, at ats in the empire strikes back when they're attacking the rebel base on the planet Hoth. But it turns out there was a a video that came out around the same time return of the Jedi came out called star Wars from star Wars to Jedi. And it was like the behind the scenes and all the special effects that, uh, that, uh, went into making star Wars and like, the the documentary is about an hour and a half. Thirty minutes of the documentary is all based on is all dedicated to stop motion animation, and I watched this as a kid, and I had it on video as a kid, and it wasn't until like the behind the scenes uh, specials that came out with it, and with that, from Star Wars to Jedi, was in that package, and I realized right then and there after watching it and putting it on, moment. I was like, this was the this was the this was the plug.
0: And um and you combined uh, your love of Star Wars with your love of stop motion animation. Now, you're not going to say this because it would be too controversial, but I'm going to say that when JJ Abrams made the new movie and there was a black stormtrooper, I went, "Come on, buddy. Somebody saw Donald's Lego movies." I'm not getting. You can I, lean I, back, lean back in your chair and don't say a word. I'm, I'm just saying just as a say fan that. of your stop motion movies, the, the hero of which was the first black stormtrooper, and then the, the zillion-dollar movie comes out, I said to myself, come on, buddy. Don't speak. Don't speak. No I don't want to get to you yourself. in trouble with all your, your Star Wars uh, uh, friends. What's his name, the guy with the cowboy hat who's the super, super Star Dave Wars? Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni.
1: That's the man right there, man. I want to be on... on you know on, George, Lucas, George Lucas pretty much gave him the keys to the Corvette, man. Dave
0: Dave Filoni. Yeah, man. If, he's the keeper you know, of he's the keeper of the lore.
1: Right. And when they go and do other things, he's involved in stuff like that. But you know, his his stuff like the Clone Wars, Rebels,
0: is he involved in Resistance, Mandalorian? He is
1: the executive producer oh, of the Mandalorian. I really like, like Mandalorian. When he's involved, a lot. when they have him involved, I'm telling you, man, it's really, really good stuff. I, I you know, Dave Filoni should be, if you ask me, you know, he should be always asked. Well, what do you think of this, Dave? And let him... You I think know, he is,
0: right? Isn't he the keeper of the lore, if you will?
1: I don't know if that's always the way it goes. I, I don't know how they I got to say, I'm not right
0: a biggest, as big a Star Wars geek as you, but I really am enjoying The, the Mandalorian. And It's great. I know Baby Yoda is like the biggest marketing uh, uh, cash grab, uh, merchandising cash grab has ever been done, but I, I want one. I want a Baby Yoda. Who doesn't want a Baby Yoda? I want a Baby Yoda. <laughs> I want a real life Baby Yoda. Can we get to the episode, Donald? For God's sake. Okay, let's go. At 21 seconds in, there's a reference to The Rock. Now, this is 2001. The Rock yeah. is a very famous wrestler. I don't know if he's made films yet. We, she does say he's a film star. He says he, She says he's a movie star. But he's goes, not The Rock that he is now. No, right. It wasn't like he was... That's a good question. Joelle, can you look up what films had The Rock made in 2001? I don't know how many it is, but obviously enough for Sarah to say he's a film star.
1: Well, look, I'll say this right now. Yes, go ahead. The Scorpion King, I think, was the first big. Is that Joelle's, the first? So Joelle's
0: big... cracking up. What are you cracking up? Is that up the about? first big look rock? Look at Joelle's movie? outfit today. She's all matching. And I know yellow. she's all yellow. <laughs> She got on, and it was all yellow. You look good, Joel. All right, what's The Rock's credits in 2001 thus far in his career? Just the highlights. We don't need, like, the little indie he did in Stad.
1: <laughs> you always go to Sh*tad.
5: So, The Mummy Returns is oh, The one. The then okay. Scorpion King, then Rundown, then Walking Tall, and then he really hits it off in 2005 with Be Cool.
1: Okay, there you go. Be Cool. What was Be Cool? Be Cool! I imagine The Rock just running around. Be Cool!
0: It's a comedy with who, Joel?
1: Kevin Hart. No, it's
5: got John Travolta and Uma Thurman and Vince Vaughn and Cedric the Oh, right.
1: It's the Get Shorty uh, sequel. Okay.
0: <laughs> right. All right. All right. Well, he was a movie star then. We were, we were wrong. But he wasn't the level of like global. I mean, he's like the biggest movie star in the world now, right? I think. Him.
1: Well, there's him, Kevin Hart, Will yeah. Smith still. Harrison Ford Will Smith, still.
0: I, Will Smith, I don't think, is on the level of, of The Rock these days.
1: Because uh, the, the Rock rarely, the Rock rarely. Last movie was Bad Boys for well, Life, and I think course. that did really well.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying, and I love Will Smith. Don't think I'm um, taking anything away from him. I just think that the Rock doesn't really have bombs. He's, you know, there used to be movies. Yeah, he th- does. What's a rock? Yeah, he bomb? does. The Rock has a bomb. Yeah. Oh, the beach one, the the Baywatch. Yeah, the, man. The Baywatch. I sound like my dad. The Baywatch. My dad saw Dreamgirls, and he goes. And he had never heard of Beyonce, and he, but he saw Dreamgirls, and he goes, "I gotta tell you, this Beyonce, she is something." <laughs> and uh, I just—we always call Beyonce Beyonce now because of, that's how my dad. He was just—he was so taken by her, understandably, like the rest of Earth. But he was like, "This Beyonce, she is something." <laughs> Can we get to the episode, Donald? We've been in the episode. All right. All right. So The Rock, and then the Family Feud Fantasy. I remember going yes. to the real Family Feud set, and that was exciting. I'd never been on a game show set before, and I thought it was very funny that the, the breakdown is Boobs 93, Seeing the Rock 4, Beer Sandwiches 2, World Peace 1. So in Yo, this, when, they did, when, that, they, when they pulled 100 people, two different people in this scenario said Beer Sandwiches. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know, it's crazy that it says The Rock is one of them also because I feel like The Rock is kind of the, I mean, I'm sure it's been said before, but he's like male Oprah. You know what I mean? How do you mean? Like The Rock says, yo, this is what we're doing. And it seems like a whole community of people are like, yeah, this is what we're doing. The
0: Rock said so. I know, but I don't think The Rock was that level of of mega fandom. This is 20 years later. Back then,
1: but right now it speaks volumes of of how... uh, (laughs) Steady, his career has been, and how he is amazing, dude.
0: Okay, Donald
1: loves The Rock. Who doesn't love The Rock? Exactly, that's my point. <laughs> that's like somebody saying something bad about Bruno Mars. You're like, what? I feel like there's how probably could you be
0: people- mad at Bruno Mars? You know, I, I I'm, I, I'm sure there's people who don't like Bruno Mars. There's probably a few. There's people who don't, don't like know. anything. I once saw this video on YouTube, and it was sweet. It brought like tears to my eyes. It was literally a, a dad singing a duet with his little adorable daughter on a guitar mm-hmm. and it like brought tears to my eyes it was the sweetest thing in the world and then I looked on YouTube and there were like thousands of thumbs downs like people were like <laughs> no no to this
1: how dare you sing with that little daughter that's of yours. too
0: fucking
4: adorable
1: I hate it <laughs> fuck you
0: you can find people to hate anything Donald yeah do you want to sing Taylor Swift haters gonna hate right now well I mean she's the one that taught me that she's the one that taught you that haters gonna hate 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 yeah I mean, once she said it, it was like, you're right. 132, I wrote down Matt Winston returns. Now, Matt Winston, uh, who plays Dr. Stedman and who uh, humps Kelso's leg here, <laughs> I just think, I decided, I'm sorry, I know we're early in this podcast, but he is my vote so far for most underused, funny, supporting character. Agreed. I think Bill had a thing with him. I, I don't know what happened, but every time I see him, I crack up, and I don't know why this guy was not like one of the go-to regulars.
1: He could have been – he should have been around for a really long time.
0: He it, may it, I'm have, sure – He, he I'm may sure. have found a way to annoy Bill or something because it, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't commute. We're going to have to ask that. You know what, Joel? Remember when Bill said we could ask him things? Ask uh, – and we'll insert Bill here. Why did you stop using Matt Winston, Bill? Come on.
5: Well, I'll
0: tell you guys, I should have used Matt Winston more. He was really funny. But when we were that early on the show – We were always shooting episodes that were five, six, seven, sometimes even 11 or 12 minutes long. And I was still trying to find room for my pals. Rob Mascio, you know, was a buddy of mine and I wanted to get him in all the time. Neil Flynn wasn't even a regular and we wanted to get him in. We were essentially doing an A story, a B story, a C story and a janitor runner, which uh, if you're wondering is too much. So uh, we kept using Matt Winston over the years, and he kept working. He was in About Schmidt, and uh, he was in your movie, Zach. Should have used him more. He's super, super funny. Cool bit of trivia. Uh, do you guys know who Matt Winston's dad is? That's all I'm saying. I miss you guys. Why am I not back already with you? See ya.
1: And I love that Kelso didn't know your name for the first few, this whole time. The reason why he's been calling you sport and everything like that is because he still doesn't know your name.
0: I literally laughed out loud um when when he said when I said that's the that's the manufacturer of the clipboard, sir. <laughs> <laughs> that's very funny.
1: Very, very funny.
0: Um I just thought well, he's a funny, funny guy. And uh but yeah that scene was really funny. And by the way, a little trivia I saw on the interwebs, because I did research today on the interwebs. Um, you know, there's all this talk that the janitor uh didn't acknowledge anyone else in season one but me. But there's a little debate because he passes the janitor and says, "Smells like ammonia's pungent today." He might yeah. just be saying that out to the universe, Donald. He might not be acknowledging the janitor. But... No,
1: I think he's. I, I honestly do believe he's acknowledging the janitor. At I know that but that's point. not
0: helping the Scrubs lore that he does. Yeah,
1: well, you know what? It doesn't track. Some things just don't track. He might have just smells... come into
0: the hallway, Donald, and gone. Ugh, ammonia's pungent today. He Listen, just
1: because need... we're on the show and we're best friends with the creator of the show doesn't mean that everything has to track
0: dude. All right. This didn't track. But I want that to track. It didn't, though. Okay. Somebody fucked up.
1: I love the fact that Carla and Turk's relationship is moving to the next level. Yeah. They are now bumping uglies, or they're about to bump uglies, and what does Zach, What does uh, JD do? He comes in, and he ruins it.
0: Yeah, C-blocks.
1: You'd C-block for real. And I was always... I always thought, you know, Carla totally mindfucks Turk, man. Like, she even says to him do you want me to take you into the room right now and we can have sex and when you come out you'll be walking sideways because I'll used, I will have used all your up and downs?
0: Yeah, it's very aggressive.
1: What person in their right mind is going to say, no, I don't want that? <laughs> she mind fucks him so hard that he's like, uh, no, I don't want that.
0: I like that she's such a strong woman. She's like, yeah. I'm going to bang you so hard you won't be able to move. Do you want yeah. to? And you're like, uh, uh, no. But it's bullshit, though, that you would be like, I'm sorry, but it's bullshit yeah. that you would be like, um, uh, that I'd I, panic. He panicked. I know. Yeah. That you was know? funny. That was funny. Wait, I wanted to talk about my nipples real quick. The band aids on the nipples. Right. Now, have you ever been on sets where your nipples, the air conditioning's on and, and, and your nipples are so hard, it looks like you're smuggling raisins and, and you're, you're saying, I can't wear this shirt because I, I've got rock hard nipples? Absolutely. That's so on, on my last show I did, that was, it was really bad. So I started, I mean, it's embarrassing, but I wore pasties because um, the, the wardrobe truck has pasties for women. And I, I said, and I, yeah, but they're mostly for women, but in uh, men in this case, because I, I was like, I can't do this scene. It, this, this shirt looks ridiculous because it's freezing in here. My nips are rock hard. Bring out the pasties. So it just became a running joke with the wardrobe department. They'd be like, okay, Zach, you're going to be in this shirt today, and do you think you'll need your pasties? <laughs> <laughs> do you remember what you used to call my nipples? What? You don't remember. Oh, uh, melted Hershey's Kisses.
4: Yes! <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what they look like. <laughs> They do. Next time you guys see Donald uh, topless on screen, zoom in, and they look like little cute melted Hershey's Kisses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't believe I remembered that.
1: All right, so this is a perfect example of how we were talking with Bill on the episode a few uh, days ago, and we were talking about how Kelso is all about insurance, mm. and Cox is all about you know breaking the rules so that he can get patients taken care of. Because yeah. he's one of those doctors that
0: actually cares. Obviously, this couldn't be more relevant than anything today. This debate that was uh, we've been having in this country forever and we were having on this show. I mean, you couldn't make this show and not start off early on and discuss the problem of of, of health insurance and how doctors have to deal with this huge crisis when patients don't have health insurance.
1: Yeah. And, you know, me personally, I would prefer a doctor like Cox but i can see how a hospital can go broke if you have a bunch of doctors like that you know what i mean
0: well this is the debate of uh, of our time donald and we won't begin we won't even begin to to wade into the debate because we're not nearly uh, smart enough but i did think no. that this was very well articulated this i mean before i remembered this was the star wars episode i i said to myself oh it's a, it's a battle of of good versus evil yes. and 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 they're fighting over the soul of jd on the golf course absolutely
1: and you think you honestly believe because of how emotional you get when your mentor kind of washes his hand, when he washes his hands with you, you almost fall to the dark side. And it's really easy to fall to the dark side. This is this is why I love this. This is why I love this. I know. You can talk about Star Wars I know, this dude. whole podcast. I know. I have a
0: feeling you're going to find a way. Maybe he, I have a feeling you're going to start a side project, a side hustle about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably 9,000 Star Wars podcasts.
1: Oh, I'm sure there are. Yeah.
0: I, I, I bros I, sitting around talking <laughs> about the Jedi's. What's your favorite? Let's digress for a moment. What's your favorite? You have to pick one Star Wars film, or and, 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 and there's a gun to your head. Go. The
1: Empire Strikes Back. That's
0: the yeah. easiest. That's everyone says that, right? If you're a mega fan. Yeah. For so me, on, it's the yours? it was it was the Christmas special. Uh, uh the uh the one with the, with with Chewie on the beach. Uh
5: uh sure, rogue Drunk. one is my favorite star wars movie it's rogue one really got to go to the premiere and partially because it's uh everything i love about the animated star wars brought to the live action screen it's the first time Darth Vader's ever really scary it was fucking fantastic
1: well I, i'll tell you that i'll tell you one thing that part if that didn't make the movie that would have been people would have been pissed off
5: that, like two weeks before release dude i'm
1: sorry that's so That's it's so Well, good.
5: I didn't
0: know you were a mega fan. Maybe you can be Donald's co host in his Star Wars podcast. <laughs>
5: Donald, we'll chat later. I will do a Star Wars podcast. We, we should
0: issue. We should shoot it. One thing I've that. always wanted to ask you, Donald, is how come in the Ewok song at the end of Return of the Jedi, they say yub nub, itchicky, why and then they go celebrate the life? Does that mean that I, there's no Ewokies for celebrate the life? I'm going to have to say yes. Okay. So it just yeah. doesn't translate yub nub, itchicky, why celebrate no.
1: the life. Right, right. Yum <laughs> nub. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yum <laughs> nub.
0: You know the whole Celebrate song. Celebrate
1: the love.
0: Oh my God. Dan is telling me that Joel is the most knowledgeable person on Star Wars, Marvel, Watchmen, literally a million mega fan thing.
1: Well, this is the Scrubs podcast. Is I know. She, is,
0: Donald, let's get she, back to this. Is the, she
1: knowledgeable in Scrubs?
0: Yeah, she is. But apparently <laughs> we're learning something about Joelle that she is mega, mega, mega Star Wars geek like you. Well, We're going to have to trivia her later. All
1: right, Donald, back
0: fine. to our our show.
1: So we were talking about Cox breaking the rules. and But then one of the funniest things that we almost saw an eagle yes, in this episode yes, when and, he spins
0: you. Yeah, that's like and a laughs- years thing.
1: Yeah, I laughed so hard at you losing your balance after two revolutions.
0: I think I really, (laughs) I think that was genuine. There were two episodes, two places in this episode where I genuinely fell. One after Johnny C spun me in that Uh, sort of Wonder Years, and that was shot on like Super Eight film to look like the old school. And and then when I'm in the the water hazard, is that what you call it? A water hazard. Sure. When I'm in the when I'm in the water hazard and I'm and I'm golfing, I remember I I legit fell in that moment and wasn't supposed to. I slipped. Wow. And just well, speaking kept going. Of golf, That's how professional I am, Donald. I kept going.
1: As you should. Speaking of golf, John C. McGinley, I think, has been trying to hustle me. Cause I picked up golf well after we finished Scrubs. I picked up golf. As a matter of fact, my stand-in on Scrubs, Deontay Gordon. Yes. When Scrubs was all said and done, he was the one that took me out to the golf course and was like, you know, because my wife had told me you need to Stop playing basketball. You're getting hurt all the time. I'm sick and tired
0: of And you were playing tennis. You were getting really good at tennis.
1: I was getting good at tennis, but I was hurting myself a lot, right? She was like, you got to get – you got to stop. And also, tennis is very expensive. Let's just be honest.
0: Why uh, is tennis uh, expensive? Uh, to play – well, you're just paying the court fee. What do you, Oh, you mean lessons and
1: stuff. Lessons, all of that stuff. To get good, you have to get lessons. Okay. And I was like, well, what do I want to play that I can play for the rest of my life? And I said, you know, I picked up golf. And Deontay took me to the golf course, and we – practice playing golf quite a bit. And then finally, you know, we went out and we play, and we play a lot now. We play uh, golf together. John C. McGinley, I, you know, I expressed to him that I love golf. And he's like, oh, wow, dude, I picked up golf also. I just got into it. I'm really excited this about recently? it as well. This was the last time we saw him uh-huh. at uh, Bill's birthday party. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wow. I was like, we should go out. Now, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm about to bust John C. McGinley's ass in golf. And then we watched this episode. Yeah. And he's got a really good golf swing.
0: And, dude, he really hit that putt. I mean, that, that no one was – and he did that walk away. That was all real. I think he – you know, they, they thought, okay, if, you know, we don't have time to sit here all day. You got a long putt. We'll, we'll cut it up if we need to. He literally hit the ball and then walked away, and it went in, and he was so fucking happy. I've never seen that man so happy in my whole life.
1: I'm going to just put it out there. I think he was trying to hustle me.
0: <laughs> he's really good. I, he was good I, then. He was good 20 years ago. He's saying he's not good now. That's
1: what, no, but that's what I'm trying to say. Golf is one of those games. The longer you play it, the better you are at well, it. Well, maybe you know he was just
0: I mean? saying he was rusty or something. Rusty my ass. He, he belongs to a country club. I think Ken really hit that ball. uh, Yeah. And Ken,
1: look, Ken's, uh, freaking swing was amazing. Mine was
0: not good. And I remember really feeling nervous and, uh, that the whole crew was watching me and it was clearly going to be a joke. Like, Oh, here comes the guy who's not good at sports. And we're going to be here all day trying to make him look good. And, uh, and yeah, it was very uncomfortable. And uh, you look Bill, good. You look, you. Well, I well mean, Bill Bill cut it together for me to make me look decent.
1: It's it's definitely clear that you don't play golf all the time. Well, the character
0: but, didn't, Donald.
1: Right. Sure.
0: But I was I'm hit- very I'm actually I should have told the audience I'm actually excellent but JD needed to be <laughs> shitty so
1: what you're really good at
0: now though is tennis man I'm very impressed but with thank your- you I don't know if I'm really good but I really love it I'm having I never was into sports and I finally found something that I genuinely love doing in tennis I other I, than badminton I can't play badminton but I frisbee I, really, I do love to throw a frisbee <laughs> but i but i love tennis and we have the same tennis uh, instructor chris crab he's amazing yes give him chris he, crab a shout out even though you can't even get an appointment with the darn guy yeah Too he's busy. very he, he he works a lot um, also an actor also an actor he was on a show do you know the name of his canadian series when he was a child uh something bay danger uh, bay danger bay yeah, Chris so Crab our, from our, Danger our, Bay. Our tennis coach uh, is an actor, but was on a, se- a Canadian uh, series when he was a kid, and it was called Danger Bay. So you should Danger all, Bay you should all go watch Danger Bay clips right now on YouTube. Not right now, after this podcast. After the podcast is over. Wait, I wrote down something. Oh, uh, so I'm going backwards a bit, but there's a reference to he calls me. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. And that's a Judy Bloom book. Now, coincidentally, when I was a child, I was I, I we had to do a book report, and um, I just randomly chose a Judy Bloom book because I liked Judy Bloom, and I chose to do my book report on "Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret," not realizing at the time that it's a story about a young girl getting her period for the first time. And I remember the teacher saying to my parents, like, you know, he did a really nice uh, a job with the book report, but it's. It's a bit curious that he chose a story about a, a young woman getting her period. <laughs> but,
1: but, but, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know. He was an oddball kid. I was like, okay, that's the book report today. Well, Judy Bloom, are you there? Got it to me, Margaret.
1: It, but it's paid off, man. But you
0: know what? It made me very, as a young child, I, I empathized with uh, with what the girls were going through because I had learned about it through. through Judy you should Bloom.
1: direct. You should direct and write a movie that's not about dudes and write a movie about women
0: i am actually the thing i'm writing right now is about a woman that's great um she's the lead and uh i mean, not a child and and not it's not the story of a young girl getting her period no, but it could know. change i don't know
1: i didn't say child i said woman
0: yeah yeah i am the the protagonist of my of the thing i'm writing uh right now is a is a, a woman in her mid-20s and on that note we're gonna go to commercial uh right now someone's gonna sell you something go someone Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Kind is calling all flavor chasers. Hey, it's Zach here, and Kind has six new flavors for whatever you crave.
1: Is it something sweet? Try the new Seeds Fruit and Nuts bars with flavors like dark chocolate, raspberry, and pumpkin seed. They're made with sweet raspberries and cranberries. And the number one ingredient, seeds.
0: And for something savory, Kind has you covered. Try their Roasted Nuts and Jalapeno bars. Or grab the Rosemary Nuts and Sea Salt bars. Savory snacking has never been this delicious. I know your mouth is watering. I personally love the Raspberry. Mm Mm-mm, Donald. Let me tell you, I could eat 10 of those a day.
1: Oh, really? Rosemary's mine. All six new bars are gluten-free and have at least five grams of protein.
0: Kind always leads with nutrient-dense ingredients like nuts. Explore all the new flavors waiting for you, like strawberry sunflower seed, orange cranberry pumpkin seed, and paprika nuts and mesquite smoked sea salt. This is the bar for people who love real food. Try all the new flavors
1: of Kind Seeds, Fruit and Nuts Bars, and Kind Savory Bars.
6: start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
4: we're back
0: yes and we are back I always wanted to say that. That's the fun thing about having a podcast. You can say things like, "We're back with Donald Fazon from Scrubs." I'm here with Zach Braff. Yes, yeah, live <laughs> coming to you live from Hollywood um at 6:32. When when Sarah shows her breast to the little boy, if you if you pause it, the little boy spikes the lens. Now, for those of you <laughs> don't know this bit of jargon, um, and this is going to, sorry, it's going to ruin film and TV for you now. So, if you don't want film and TV forever to be ruined for you. Uh, mute the next minute but spiking the lens is when an actor accidentally looks into the lens of the camera and and not like on purpose you know sometimes the person's looking right into the camera like ferris bueller because he's talking to you but spiking lenses by accident and it kind of breaks down that fourth wall of hey we're doing this imaginary play for you you'll see it all the time with with people actors in the background because they, they're kind of looking when the camera's coming near them and and they look directly into the lens and actors do it all the time by accident, but it's usually edited out. But I noticed that this little boy, who should be looking at Sarah's breasts, looks at the camera directly into the lens uh, when it passes. So there you yeah, go. Yeah,
1: I don't think Sarah really showed him
0: his breasts, and no, that's of why course he looked not. At the he, lens. Yeah, he. She had, I think she had a beige uh, right, band like, on or something.
1: And and that he was the moment. Be, that was his moment of like, I thought I was
0: going to see some titties. Yeah. So he are saying in protest. He spiked the lens. He, he spiked ruined the lens. Like, he ruined Hold the on, you he ruined the shot in protest. I was told when I got this part, I'd be seeing Sarah Chalk's breasts. I just wanted to do a little, uh, I think it's good to, to give people a little, some, some filmmaking jargon as we go. So now you know the term spiking the lens. Or breaking the fourth wall. Yes.
1: I love the fact that in that scene, uh, Turk is talking about, what gift am I going to get my new girlfriend? And he right. thinks flowers and he thinks chocolate. And those, those are very cliche, especially for a, you know, a beginning the beginning of a relationship. Yes. Later on, flowers are like the little things. And if you can bring flowers to the table at any point. Does your I wife you, like
0: getting flowers from you or does she think it's lazy? My wife
1: loves flowers. She thinks, but not necessarily for anniversaries and stuff like that. They're great gifts. But if you can just brighten the house with some flowers. Right. She likes a I don't, surprise I don't know about flower. just, not just women, men, kids, anyone. It really does brighten up a room when you walk into a room and there's some form of Flower
0: growth in of course flower growth. Now you're saying, <laughs> but when you do you ever come home uh, before we were in isolation and just surprise your wife with flowers? I did that a couple of times. A couple of times. Couple times. And, you, yeah, might want, and you, might, when, you might want to increase when, that. When
1: done correctly. Well, right. you know you can't do it all the time. well no, you can't do know, it all the time.
0: But you're married a long time, you might want to crank it up more than a couple. I do. Listen, after isolation, I'm telling you right now. You what? You're gonna do I'm lots to of romantic it gestures.
1: Up. It's like it's like it, isolation has been like, uh you know, I'm gonna work out tomorrow. After tomorrow, I'm gonna be working out every day. Once isolation's over, I'm gonna do everything I possibly can right. to make my wife happy. But right, right now, right it's now,
0: shit. <laughs> do you guys uh, go and have like time apart, other than doing the podcast in your closet? Do you guys find a way to be separated? Because yeah, once cause, the kids? Bill told me. Bill told me that Krista set up a guest bedroom in the house and said, "That's your office." And um, you're going to be there nine to five. That would be awesome. (laughs) I would love one of those. So you guys are just together.
1: Yeah, well, we have two very young children, so we kind of have have to to be together. Uh,
0: Casey posted the cutest picture I've ever seen in my entire life, which was uh, Wilder doing yoga.
1: She's real about but that. She yoga was in now. her like
0: meditative state doing doing Zoom yoga. That was the yeah. cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, she's all
1: about that yoga.
0: I need children because I'm I'm like uh, I, I I look at your kids and I and I go I need a kid doing yoga. That's the cutest thing I've ever seen in the break room. Yeah, Turk's
1: talking about what type of gift he's going to get her, and he finally decides he's going to get her a pin. Mm. And I remember right then and there, I was like, "Oh my god, this is the ass pin episode."
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh my god, this is. the... I love the ass pin concept. Yeah, so much so, I literally the smile on my face when I when I realized this was the Aspen pin episode was huge. It was like guy smiley big. But then it got even bigger when after Turk realizes he's given Carla an ass pin, Todd notices that he has an ass chain around his neck. <laughs> And not only does he smell it,
0: does he smell it?
1: (laughs) Yeah, but he also is like, oh wow, this has been in another person's ass. Now the thing (laughs) thing about Todd makes him very happy.
0: (laughs) The thing about Todd that is already getting filtered in is that he's, um, he's very, you know, he's the Todd, of course. But I think we learned kind of early on that he's down for anything, like anything. He is open to. We Anything. Of, uh, obviously, men and women, he's uh, uh, fluid in that sense. But also, uh, we learn later, he's very attracted to seniors, I think, and eventually. We learned that and, he also- And is, monkeys. Uh, he's not an ageist. And monkeys. What do you mean, monkeys? Where is said monkey? <laughs> By the way, we're jumping ahead. We're jumping ahead. But I think one of the funniest times I ever laughed in nine years was when we're in the break room. And Rob is is uh no is it was hu- in the hallway it's in the hallway no no it's we're okay. in we're in the 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 room where we would sleep where doctors would sleep and I think Sarah and I were hooking up or something I forgot what the what the story was we'll get to that episode but Rob t- comes down and he goes sometimes when I'm banging this mattress I imagine I'm banging that one <laughs> <laughs> so dirty for a half hour TV comedy anyway we were very dirty. So Rob, uh, is, I guess, establishing that he someone gave him the chain from the ass box, and he likes. It. No, he
1: took the chain from the ass box. The ass that's, box.
0: That's your analysis, because why is he surprised then?
1: No. So Todd and Turk thought they found the lost and found. Oh, got and it. And in it. the lost and found were a bunch of items. Got it. And they were like, "Holy shit!" And Todd was like, "Yo, there's a gold chain in here." <laughs> Gold chain. I didn't turns the, out, was I'm up somebody's watch,
0: butt. I'm gonna watch real quick because I happen to be there. I want to see if he actually sniffs it. Please. I hope he sniffs it. Please sniff it, Rob. Please sniff it. Okay, he's looking. He sees the chain in the ass. He takes it out. No, he just looks and smiles. Ah! Oh! Smile. <laughs> I called your fucking funny. lie. But, but it's still way, funny. I, I bet you he did a take where he sniffed it, and Bill was like, "No." And Bill was like, "No way. That's
1: not mm-hmm. making the show." But still, very funny.
0: Now, when, when Stedman – we're jumping around, um, but when Stedman, Dr. Stedman says, I'm woozy on the golf course, it made me think of you because we once went to Cabo <laughs> for my birthday, and you uh, were day drinking. Donald is a lot like a, like a puppy in that he'll go super hard, super hard, super hard, and then he needs a nap. Yes. And uh, we were in Cabo uh, for my birthday, and he's like, we're raging and day drinking and just by the pool. And then he's like down for the count, up in our suite, and I, I was like, "Where's Donald?" I go up there and I try and w- try and wake you up, and you go, "I'm woozy." <laughs> you were with your brother too. Your brothers my brother, were there my also. brother, thought it was the funniest fucking <laughs> thing. He talks about it all the time. He's like, "Remember when Donald said he was woozy?" Like, who says they're woozy? You could have easily said, "Bro, I'm tired. I'll be out in a little bit." You were like, "I'm woozy." I'm, I was drunk as can be, dude. Yeah. That's funny though. I laughed That so was I, too many want too many you to know margaritas. My, I heard I heard Stedman Sam Woozy and I instantly started remembering <laughs> my brother and I laughing for fucking months about you yelling that you were woozy. One of my
1: favorite one of my favorite stories of you and your brothers are you guys sneaking and we still use this to this day. You guys sneaking into the house right. late at night. Right. Drunk out of your mind. I
0: think we might have had some of God's lettuce as well.
1: Okay, so you might have had some of the green lettuce that God grows on yeah, this
0: earth. God's favorite lettuce.
1: Yeah, and your brother taking his pointer finger and sticking it up your butt. And right, you we turn were walking. Your- yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you guys are walking up the stairs, yeah. and he's behind you, and he sticks it up your butt, and you turn around and go, dude, too deep.
0: Yeah, we were, we were were try- <laughs> we were trying to be quiet, and we were like very silly and giggling, and we're walking up the stairs. We didn't want to wake up my parents. And he, you know, he put his finger, like, you know, I had clothes on. It wasn't like he went in my butt. But he, like, <laughs> tried to jab my, my poo hole. And uh, and, and he, I turned around and went, dude, too deep. And we laughed about that. We laughed about that forever because it wasn't like, it wasn't like I was saying, bro, fucking stop. I was like, no, just not that far. No. <laughs> Yeah, Too Deep has been a very long-running joke in my whole family. Forever. Too Deep. That's one of my favorites. terms apply. Kind is calling all flavor chasers. Hey, it's Zach here and Kind has six new flavors for whatever you crave.
1: Is it something sweet? Try the new seeds, fruit and nuts bars with flavors like dark chocolate, raspberry and pumpkin seed. They're made with sweet raspberries and cranberries and the number one ingredient seeds.
0: And for something savory, Kind has you covered. Try their roasted nuts and jalapeno bars. Or grab the rosemary nuts and sea salt bars. Savory snacking has never been this delicious. I know your mouth is watering. I personally love the raspberry. Mmm, Donald. Let me tell you, I could eat 10 of those a day.
1: Oh, really? Rosemary's mine. All six new bars are gluten-free and have at least five grams of protein.
0: Kind always leads with nutrient-dense ingredients like nuts. Explore all the new flavors waiting for you, like strawberry sunflower seed, orange cranberry pumpkin seed, and paprika nuts and mesquite smoked sea salt. This is the bar for people who love real food. Try
1: all the new flavors of Kind Seeds, Fruit and Nuts Bars, and Kind Savory Bars. Shop on Amazon today.
6: Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: I wanted to talk about, uh, in this episode, they introduced the fact that Turk is a man of faith.
0: Yes, you you kiss kiss your cross.
1: Right, and the cross is out and everything like that. And I remember Bill coming up to me and saying, you know what? We want to establish that you're a man of faith so that when the Christmas episode comes up, mm. we have this whole storyline for you when the Christmas episode comes up. Yeah. And while watching this, this is also this all goes away after the Christmas episode. So they lead up to this. They did all of we do all of this stuff where Turk is a man of faith for the next couple of episodes mm-hmm. until we
0: get to the Christmas episode.
1: Just oh, I the didn't Christmas know. That. That's
0: interesting. Yeah. Did you notice when you when you when you do get to the scene with Carla setting up candles in the house, sixteen fifty four, it's a lot of, a lot of candles. I mean, she's really it's kind of a fire hazard. The woman has set up far too many candles.
1: Yeah, have you ever been in a room with candles like that in real life? No, uh, I for, only
0: uh, no only like uh, I, I mean I've been on, in rooms where you set up a few candles because you're trying to be romantic, but never Judy. It looked like a music video set for Boys to Men. I'll make love to you <laughs> like you want me to.
1: And I'll hold you tight. That's such a great job. Baby, all through the night, I I'll
6: make love. I love how Joelle is, jo,
0: you, but you guys can't see it, but Joelle is, is swaying like a fangirl in the front row. Like she's just shy of holding up a lighter.
1: They don't hold up lighters anymore. They hold up cell phones. Oh, their phones. They hold up their phones.
0: Yeah, they're now cell phones. Um, so I just thought that was funny. Like, First of all, candles are very expensive. Right, so Carla. Yeah, where did you know, she get all the set candles? Where Carla, did she get the candles? This is before Amazon. Carla went candle shopping. Yeah. <laughs> to like Yankee Doodle, whatever that, whatever those, who what was the
1: candle shop name? I don't know if it's still around. Yankee Doodle, is that it?
0: I don't know. The scented candles? I don't know, but she went nuts. And frankly, I just don't think it's very safe. I mean, if you guys are going to go, yes, Dan's saying it's Yankee Candle. It's Yankee Candle. Yankee Candle. So you guys are gonna get busy and then I'm just worried, just safety wise, you're gonna go in the other room and and bump uglies, and then we're gonna be left I'm gonna be left in a fire hazard of an apartment because there's nine hundred candles lit. I imagine there's also candles in the other room. Listen, you if you're listening to this, I don't want your house to burn down. Let's say you light candles in the living room and you're romancing your partner. Before you go do it in your in your bedroom, please blow out all your candles in the main room. This has been a public service announcement from Zach and Donald. Only you. The, the, at seventeen twenty nine there's that super dark fantasy. I mean, so appropriate for the healthcare debate that's going on in our country now. But that super dark fantasy of Kelso manning the 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 supermarket cash register and just checking out uh, and ch- yes. charging old people. And then I whip out the body bag. I mean, I love that Bill did that. It's just really amazing, just satire, but it was like so dark, especially now. I was just like, this is this is so smart and also so fucked up. And true.
1: Yeah, it's very true.
0: Did you notice Um, at 1806 that Rowdy has a food bowl? I never knew that Rowdy had a bowl. In the background of this scene with you and Judy in the corner, a little Easter egg for you guys, There's Rowdy not only has a bowl, but he has food. We bought food for the dead dog. That's crazy. What's wrong with us?
1: That's what I'm telling you. That's the oddest (laughs) storyline throughout the whole series. The Rowdy storyline is just so freaking weird, dude. Like we bought a dead dog food.
0: Yeah, at a and bowl, the dead,
1: and we and we make the dead dog hump. Did you know that he had a bowl? <laughs> I didn't know that. I forgot all about that. Um, also, before we go that far, I wanted to talk about the bar. Yeah, that bar is only there for the first season, if I'm correct.
0: Yeah, now I think you're right, and we, that is not we... in urgent
1: care either. That's also that was actual an actual bar that we used to film in.
0: Yeah. And it was a big pain in the ass to go there because, you know, when you leave, when we left the hospital, we were a big footprint with a very large crew and it always going to locations was a big deal. Like, I think we spent the full day on that golf course, but going to the bar, they wanted to use the bar so much and going there was such a pain in the ass that that's why, um, I believe it was second season. They, they built the bar set, uh, into the hospital, into the hospital. So this Um, is one of the time. this is one of the, one of the bar scenes that was in an actual bar. Also, a little Scrubs trivia. Go on. I don't have the answer for it.
1: What country club was it that you guys were playing golf at?
0: I have no idea. Exactly. I have no idea. These rem- are
1: things that I would be very interested in right now because I
0: love playing golf. Oh, so, did, so, so as a golfer, did you go, Who? nice course, I'd like to play it?
1: Right away. As soon as I saw it, I was like, what country club is that? What golf course is that? I want to play there.
0: Okay. Well, I bet you we can find out. We'll do. We'll, I've we'll- been
1: very lucky to uh, play on... Some really cool golf courses. I got to play Sherwood once.
0: I think they're kind of obnoxious if I can. I, I, I guess this is controversial to say to a golfer, but Los Angeles is filled with so many damn golf clubs. Yeah, but you, I'm going to tell you something right now. They're always packed. Beautiful they're land always, that should be shared with the people. I'm just saying, sometimes I'm driving around town, and I mm-hmm. go, wow, and then there's like a hole in the, in, the, in the chain link fence, and I go, oh, my God, look how beautiful it is in there. And, and we're not allowed to use it. I'm just
1: pissed. I'm the complete opposite of you. I'll drive around town and I'll see an open field and I'll be like, "Is that a golf course?"
0: Yeah, because you you like to play on them, you, and you get invited because you're you to play on fancy courses. I'll bet. I love playing golf. Let's talk about the Star Wars fantasy because I I think that um it's a, a very special moment. This is a tricky thing because when you're gonna you're allowed to parody something. There's a clause in copyrights it's called fair use if you're. If you're truly doing a parody that's how s n l is is allowed to do whatever they want and 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 other things that that are doing parody but I remember there were lots of weird rules like it to to you know like that had to be medically inspired that's why when you cut a uh, twenty twenty six and you cut to the the girls with the buns in their hair there had to be like medical supplies in their hair I didn't really think that made sense but but the lawyers had found a way to tiptoe around it and, and be able to do it if we were we were doing a, quote-unquote, medical parody of Star Wars. Mm. You know what I mean? I didn't understand
1: that. I didn't understand why they had all of those things in their hand. Yeah, I thought be- the scrubs enough was – be, us being in scrubs was enough for it to be – you know what I mean? Like, I had a vest and a, a shirt underneath, and, you know, I thought that was – if you notice, all of our outfits were scrubs-based, so I thought that would be enough for – well, the girls, are, the
0: girls are the girls like they're in um, in real scrubs, whereas your outfit and mine are are, are altered. Like I'm, I've right. got like the I've got like the cross and whatever you call it. My scrubs have been altered, and uh, I don't think that's my hair. That must be a wig, right? That's not. Yeah, my but hair. this was yeah, and that's definitely not my hair. Really, because yours looks like it's yours. <laughs> you wish you had that hair. By
1: the way, I you just... look so good with that hair. I mean, I, I would look. Land, I'm telling you, Billy D. Williams, watch out, baby, if I had that hair. Or, Wait, I thought you better, were solo. Are you, better, so, are you supposed to be solo or Lando? I'm supposed to be Han Solo, but Eric Estrada, eat your heart out when I got hair like that.
0: You do look good with that hair. You know, we did a Chips uh, photo shoot that you can you see on the interwebs if you're curious. Uh, it was for some magazine, I think Entertainment Weekly or something. And they they had uh, a wig on you, and you looked glorious.
1: I loved it. I look like Bruno Mars and Eric Estrada.
0: Yeah. I like this. I have it frozen on your, on your wig. You look great. I, I couldn't remember if you were supposed to be Lando or supposed to be Han Solo. But no, I was you... Han Solo. That's you... why
1: the easy, chewy line. But also, this was the year we went to the Playboy Mansion for Halloween, and I wore that same wig because I tried to be Han Solo at the Playboy Mansion. And I remember people walking up to me like, yo, who are you supposed to be? And I was like, I'm Han Solo.
0: I don't no, even like, remember. I barely remember. I remember we went to the Playboy Mansion, and I and you dressed up as as a vampire. I was. That's not very creative.
1: And I was Han Solo.
0: Did you and remember liking long, the Playboy Mansion, or do you remember thinking like, "Oh, it's not exactly what I daydreamed it would be"? It was not what I imagined it would. Yeah, be. Yeah, me too. I remember thinking it was. It was a little bit. Along uh, long in the tooth it, it didn't it didn't it was it, it, i i it's one of those things where it's like it's better to just imagine what it would be like in your in your dreams
1: the fantasy was definitely better than the reality of it.
0: yeah there were lots of benefits on the show when you could be like hey can i get a uh you go to the hair and makeup hey can i get a haircut you go to carry hey can i get a halloween costume
1: or hey i'm gonna be on a show this week can you give me a outfit to wear when i walk out but look at you. Look at the your, your background. You have no shortage of outfits back there, Donald. This is all my wife's clothes, believe it or not. What oh, you're really? Seeing behind, yeah, what you're seeing behind me is actually my wife's stuff. The stuff over here is mine on the okay. left side. That's okay. mine. And those are golf shirts, a lot of PXG golf shirts.
0: Oh, my God. With the yeah, PXG. I'm, just saying, I'm just saying. Kind is calling all flavor chasers. Hey, it's Zach here, and Kind has six new flavors for whatever you crave.
1: Is it something sweet? Try the new Seeds Fruit and Nuts bars with flavors like dark chocolate, raspberry, and pumpkin seed. They're made with sweet raspberries and cranberries. And the number one ingredient, seeds.
0: And for something savory, Kind has you covered. Try their roasted nuts and jalapeno bars. Or grab the rosemary nuts and sea salt bars. Savory snacking has never been this delicious. I know your mouth is watering. I personally love the raspberry. Mmm, Donald. Let me tell you, I could eat 10 of those a day.
1: Oh, really? rosemary's mine. All six new bars are gluten-free and have at least five grams of protein.
0: Kind always leads with nutrient-dense ingredients like nuts. Explore all the new flavors waiting for you, like strawberry sunflower seed, orange cranberry pumpkin seed, and paprika nuts and mesquite smoked sea salt. This is the bar for people who love real food.
1: Try all the new flavors of Kind Seeds, Fruit and Nuts Bars, and Kind Savory Bars.
4: Oh, oh we wait, have we caller. have a caller.
1: Lori.
3: Hey, hi, hi I'm here? so sorry. No, you're so, perfect. You're I'm... just in
1: time.
0: We almost ended the show. We almost ended the show, Lori. We almost ended the show without you. Without Lori.
3: No, no, never without Lori. Always with Lori. Hi, Lori. Hi, it's so great to meet you all.
0: Where are you from? Where are you calling from?
3: Trinidad in the Caribbean. Oh. Trinidad.
0: Trinidadian. The show. Oh, selector, come down. Donald, <laughs> the <this laughs> show is officially international now.
3: It really is. It's
0: big. Are you wearing you- scrubs?
3: I sure am. Oh,
0: are you? What, what are you? A doctor, nurse? Uh, what, are, what do you do?
3: I'm a photographer, but...
0: Oh, you just love scrubs. Oh, you just wore scrubs for oh, the Oh, do podcast. you wear them for the podcast? I was thinking...
1: Nobody's oh. going to see that. You know that, right? You are. We'll see it. We'll see we it. We saw oh, it, though. We'll and I like that they're
0: green, too. I appreciate you.
3: Yeah. Uh, thank you.
0: Thank you, Lori, for coming on the, the podcast. And tell us what your question is.
3: So, in the series, I think, I mean, you'll always balance between super heavy things as well as really light. But there were two truly, like, super heavy episodes. Um, it's My Fallen Idol, where Cox lost the three patients after getting the transplants from Jill Tracy. And My Screw Up, with the big twist-ending spoilers, with uh. um, Ben dying at the end.
4: Yeah.
3: And I was just wondering which one was your favorite, because it's pretty difficult to choose, I think.
0: Wow. I, I'm going to be really lame and admit that I got goosebumps when you said that because I, I have to go to Ben dying just because I, I I think one of the most talked about things in Scrubs history was that moment at the funeral with where do you think we are and uh, where do you think we are? And, and then Josh Radin's song, uh, Winter, coming on. I just think that that was just so uh, moving. And Cox, who's always such a strong alpha on top of it all, finally getting to see him grieve and feel pain and uh, i think johnny's performance in that was was incredibly moving what what about you donald
1: you know i i do like the episode where where cox loses three patients because at first he's trying to pitch a no hitter and that's what we all think is going to happen is that he's going to you know you you know we even use the reference in the show where you know you don't talk to him about what's going on because he's in the zone and then at the end of the episode, he loses. I, if I'm am I correct, Laurie? I'm correct about this, right, Laurie?
3: Yeah, all all three die.
1: But he is in the zone, and he does feel like he's gonna save all three of them too. Right before um, it all goes down, yeah, right, be,
3: right, right, right before, and like the two die, the, and then the one who's his actual friend, he gets like the page, and then that's when he's like losing it. And then that, I mean, I'm a super freak when it comes to scrubs, but that's right after the episode. She's a super freak. When it comes to scrubs. <laughs> that's right after the episode where Jill Tracy dies and himself up because he's like, I could have saved her and Cox turns says, If you let yourself feel like that, then that's the end. And JD turns tells Cox that and he's like, Yep.
1: You know more about the show wow. than I love super any fans of us I love super Holy fans cow. like that.
0: I love it. I, I, wow. I think it's so cool. Yeah, Donald and I do not know nearly that's it's a good thing though the because connection that's no, it's, amazing. It's amazing. And I really love your accent. It's amazing.
3: And I really realized I had one, but cool.
1: <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I I gotta be honest with you. Anytime John C. McGinley has the opportunity to do sad drama, it's always good. And so, you know, when Ben dies and when the three Patients die, and you see him wig out and lose it. Um, it's always good, so yeah. if you're asking me if you're asking me which one I liked better uh i do i I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, I do like the one with Brendan Frazier in it, uh, one because Brendan Frazier was in it, and two because this is Cox so far off the rails, you know what I mean that he's hallucinating and he's imagining things, and he mm. loved this man so much, and yeah. this is the only person you know, that we ever see him love that much where it breaks his heart and breaks him down. So that definitely is one of the episodes that I feel is, most, is our most, it hits yeah. hard. You know it was I mean? so well
0: done.
3: Just done so
1: perfectly. Yeah, that one and when Glenn Turman was on the show.
0: Yes. Who's that? I forgot his character name, but he's the one that, he's the uh, older black man that Donald and I are trying to keep alive. And uh, we sit by George. his bedside. Yeah, George. God, you're good. I can't um, he's-, he's a wonderful actor, and he—that's uh, one of my favorite episodes, actually. Yeah. All right. Do you have another question, Lori?
3: I have oh, my friend, who's the real reason that I even got through to do this. It should be on it because she won't ask the question. I don't know where she is. You
4: want to call, call, call her? You I'm can't call a, you call a friend. It's, it's not a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: you want to hey, phone, phone a friend? A friend? You want to pull a the audience? audience?
1: Do you want to use a lifeline? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah.
3: Oh, hold on, I'm telling her, click the link in the email. It's
4: okay. It's okay Lord. She Lord. missed just, it. What is the she question? Just, just give me question, question or...
1: if, if you don't have another you question, You legendary, legendary Donald Faison, Faison in front of, of you. Of you can ask, ask him, him anything.
4: anything.
3: Wow. Well, what you I had you... actually wanted to do really badly was, I don't know if you've on Instagram, in people's stories, they have those templates where it's like this or that.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah? I have a ton of them with scrubs. Let's go. Yes, Let's go. Do you prefer my pilot or my finale? The real finale, season eight. <laughs>
0: um, my pilot. It, that was the jump off. Yeah, my pilot is, is the moment that our lives change. So I think we'll always have a soft spot in our heart for that.
3: Um, do you prefer Manny Moore's character as JD's girlfriend? Elizabeth Banks' character as JD's girlfriend.
0: Uh, well, wow, I that's else, a tough one. <laughs> uh, I love them both. But um, since Mandy was my real life girlfriend at the time, I'll say Mandy uh, because uh, that was really cool. To ha- it was very well. It was also really cool to have her on at the time because uh, you know it was it was fun to act with my girlfriend at the time, and she. I thought Mandy did a great job.
1: Also, I, I I also loved Mandy on the show, but I really liked Elizabeth Banks also on the show. I was a huge fan of Forty Year Old Virgin and the character she played in Forty Year Old Virgin, and I thought that was you know I thought it was cool that
0: you know she was on the show. For sure. All right, go ahead. Last one, Laurie, because we were... No, two more. You get two more. Okay, two more, just Donald in case. Donald overruled. His... Two
3: more. Okay. Oh, this is so difficult. Um, do you prefer twisty bottoms or clicky tops? Pants.
0: Oh, I'm a clicky top guy. I love to click. nervously nervously yeah. clicky click. Clicky top.
3: And um, this one's really for Donald, but... Did you prefer your Neil Diamond impression or your Aaron
1: Navel impression? Neil Diamond, because I love Neil
0: Diamond. Come on, give us a little.
1: When I was a kid, I used to listen to, in between watching Voltron and Transformers on WPIX in New York City, they would always play the best of Neil Diamond. And that's how I learned about who Neil Diamond was. I don't know any of his songs full all the way through. I only know snippets. Give us a snippet. Everywhere around the world, they come into America. And then, love on the rocks. Ain't no surprise. Ain't no surprise. And then, (laughs) what was the other one? Turn on your hard light.
0: Did you ever see the movie he made? Uh, I think it was The Jazz. Yeah, he's
1: in blackface in that movie, dude. At one point, he's in blackface in that movie. Neil Diamond is in blackface in that movie. Okay,
0: I didn't know. Don't yell at me. I didn't make the movie. I didn't, yeah. I'm just
1: putting it out there. Not okay. only are you acting like then, I so, wrote it. Here's a great. Here's something great that I loved about doing Scrubs and my love for Neil Diamond. The Transformers, more than meets the eye. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Keep going.
1: The Transformers. The
0: Transformers. Robots in disguise. So if you've ever asked, if you ever, anyone ever asked you, have you ever heard uh, an impression of Neil Diamond singing the Transformers? Autobots things?
1: face their battle to destroy the evil forces of, of
0: the, the Decepticons.
1: Decepticons.
0: Woo! More than me. Right, too. All, right, all right, all right, all right, <laughs> all right, all right, Adair Lori, thank you. You're the best. And thanks for being such a big fan of ours. We really And thank you for it. wearing scrubs. Yes. Thank you. And thank you for the scrubs being green. <laughs> Donald? I think that's the episode. That is the episode. Wait, I mean, is there anything after Star Wars? Let's see, I'm scrolling. The janitor pushes me over. No, that's Well, it. actually, let's talk about the
1: reveal. You know, you finally realize, and Dr. Cox, this will go on for the next few episodes, where Dr. Cox figures out a way to come back to the hospital yeah. and, uh, and uh, work, even though he's suspended. Right. And he uses, if I'm correct, he uses JD as his liaison.
0: I don't remember, I... but nice pronunciation of liaison. I like you put a little French on it. No doubt. Listen, I miss you so much. I, I Dude, don't... I
1: totally miss you. In the words of Tenacious D, dude, I totally miss you. That's Tenacious D? Absolutely. Do you know how, is it a song? Yeah, dude, I totally miss you. Dude, I totally miss you. Dude,
0: well... I totally miss you. I Both do time. I do miss you. And um and it's Friday night here in Los Angeles. And man, do I wish that we were headed to a fun restaurant to have drinks with our gals and 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 have long hugs and chats. Just in
1: fun and laughter.
0: Fun and laughter. Casey Cobb, Donald's wife, coined that phrase. She said Well, she didn't coin it. She don't get paid when people say it. No, but that's copyrighted. But she was always like, Y'all want to get together for fun and laughter. That is that is her saying. <laughs> Uh, Donald, do you want to lead us in, in gratitude and thanks this week?
1: I am so thankful for so many things right now. One, the healthcare community out there and the doctors and the nurses and the orderlies and all the people that...
0: The EMTs, the medics.
1: EMTs, everyone that works in the hospital, but not just them. Also, the people that work at the grocery stores. Mm-hmm. Bus drivers. The people, The people that take our trash out. COVID-19 is hitting really hard in the African-American community right now. And that's because a lot of African-Americans, we have the jobs that people are calling essential and don't necessarily have the best health care out there. And I just want to shine a light on that and shine a light on our community and make sure that we all have each other's backs right now because that is very 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 important. And so I just, you know, I just want to thank all of the healthcare workers. I want to thank everybody out there, but I especially want to reach out to all of my brothers and sisters out there and 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 say to you guys, uh, you know, one, stay in. This is not a game. Two, check on your people for real. Um and uh hopefully if you're lucky, You'll have a doctor like Dr. Cox or something like that who's willing to, uh, you know, because insurance is a big issue right now. It's such a huge issue right now, and we need to figure that out. I'm just, you know, I don't want to, you know, get controversial and say, you know, people aren't doing enough, but that's something that needs to be addressed. We need to address—
0: On the next uh, episode, we are going to solve the health care problem in the United States. We're not going to
1: solve the health care problem. I know. But, I'm just kidding. I hear you. But we're going to—but I definitely wanted to say— you know, uh, watch each other's backs out there.
0: Yeah, well said. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And thank you for tuning in. And uh, we're having so much fun doing this. And uh, we're so happy to to know that uh, so many of you across the globe are uh, are listening. So now Donald will count us into our final song. This time, now with the new improved. Mm-hmm. Five, six, a
4: five, six, seven. You know some stories
0: about a show
4: we made about a bunch of docs and nurses and a cannon
2: Listen to Season 2 of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: I used to have so many men.